Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf. And I'm C.G. Erickson. And today we have returning guest, longtime friend, John Koppel. Hey, buds. There he is. Uh-huh. Hey, buds. I'm so cheery in my cheerful kids' room. Mm. For those of you, I don't know what part of the video I'm going to be showing, but Koppel's recording this in his little girl's unicorn kind of room. Very feminine. The prettiest, rainbowiest, unicorniest room that I ever saw. I love it. There's balloons everywhere. What's that a balloon of? Is that a balloon of a horse? Yeah, bro. I had a we had a birthday, and our balloons are getting sad. People even know that exists. Yeah, yeah, no, we we do we do okay, and and they get sad because you can't retire the balloons as they start to deflate because the kids will lose their goddamn minds. So then you get like your sad like half inflated balloons are like leaning over to one side, and then you gotta trash them when they go to school because if they become aware that you trash them, they'll lose their shit. What if you have like a helium party? Yeah. Like- you know, you suck out the helium and you do do funny voices with the kids. And they that's don't know like about fun, that yet. It's like a fun way to, to expire the balloons. That's it's something we're thinking about. Mm. No, I think Siege, they've discovered that's really bad for children's brain cells. Inhaling I mean, helium. We grew up fine. That's fine. Yeah, because we found <laughs> we found nitrous balloons, which turns out to be great for your brain. <laughs> So we graduated to that. We were like, can you believe we were doing the helium thing? Uh, and we found nitrous. Nitrous and... balloon, you freak. Have you both tried nitrous balloons? Yeah. What? Tried? That's I like that try, Tried implies like you did it like like once or twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tried implied that like it felt like it was a real mountain to summit and you can't believe you did it. This wasn't crystal meth. This is like, hey, they have nitrous balloons. I guess I'll try three or four of those. Where they have the nitrous, nitrous balloons at like a Dave Matthews band concert. It's not like a it's not like a big deal. I've never been offered a nitrous balloon and I never want what is, isn't nitrous like a drug? Like you do it and then you're, it's like you're all funky and stuff. Well, you yeah, seem like kind of a narc, so I'm not surprised that you weren't offered one out there. <laughs> but, uh, you're but a little too appalled. It's it basically like just puts you out of it for like 30 seconds, and then yeah, you're hearing you're hearing the want want like Koppel said. Yeah, it your brain kind of does a well. Yeah, but but yeah. what happens is. You inhale, you inhale and exhale back into the balloon. So your lungs really take in that nitrous and just becomes what you breathe for a little bit. And then if you know you're doing it right, if you nearly pass out and break your skull. And no, no, not nearly pass out. It's oftentimes you do it. You're in a parking lot. It's in the parking lot of the concert and you do it and you pass out and slam into the side of someone's car. And then you wake up and it's like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and uh, like it happens quite often. It's and then a, you're it's a fun drug. Yeah. Yeah. Then your friend helps you up and you guys like bro hug. And you're like, this is the coolest night ever. <laughs> Did I lose the balloon? Did it fly away? And it's like, yeah, bro, you lost it. It's all right. They're like five bucks. We'll get another one. 
This sounds so stupid. How dare you? That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's really it's insulting right now. You honestly, I feel like you're just insulting white party bro culture right now, and maybe you don't understand it. And then you're going to call it stupid. I don't know. When was this high school, college? When were people sucking on nitrous? Any concert anywhere. Yeah. In the parking lot of every concert that's ever been had. <laughs> Basically. What concerts were you going to where they didn't have nitrous balloons? Or did you just think that it's like, oh, that's fun that all yeah. these people have balloons? Yay, balloons! Concerts. Well, you guys are going to make fun. Of, like, in high school, I went to the Lilith Fair, and no one had that I knew of. I'm sure there were. Do you guys remember the Lilith Fair? It was like an all-women... <laughs> I remember Lilith Fair. I never went. Oh no! I it was like Sarah McLaughlin and Four Non Blondes, and I went for Fiona Apple. I was a big Fiona Apple fan, so she's cool. Yes, that's who I went for. And then I heard, you know, Sarah McLaughlin was there. Never been a huge fan of hers, but it was fine to to watch her. But yeah, um, no, I've never like I didn't go to the Dave Matthews bands hangouts that everyone was doing in high school no i was very very nerdy drug free i don't want to say drug free is nerdy but like i took it very seriously like back then when the dare program came in like i was listening you know what i mean like i was like omg we you were know? listening too we were like they make bongs that big yeah siege <laughs> really? and i also took it very seriously like our pursuit of drugs was a very serious endeavor. Dude, they used to bring in all the paraphernalia. It got me so excited to try all the drugs I hadn't tried yet. Their program was a complete failure, dude. I mean, back then, I don't know if they're better nowadays, but like, it just made me be like, yo, I have to try. Like, I, I was just marking down in my book what we hadn't done yet and like the kind of bongs we hadn't smoked out of yet. And you got to understand that for Siege and I, it's a whole dichotomy because we were just maybe obsessive about whatever we were doing. So we would be lifting weights in his basement. We'd be working out hard. And in between sets, you'd be like, yo, did you hear what they taught us today about LSD? Because that sounds like it's going to be dope if we can get our hands on that. And no, then so you're just like, like, all right, spot me real quick. We To be continued. And then he's bench pressing and that's what we're kind of working through. Yeah. Like we were good kids. We were still getting A's and we still worked out and we still played sports and we still, you know, we're sucking. We volunteered. Yeah. Volunteered. Yeah. We we're, I didn't, I didn't volunteer. You had momentum about us being good my people. Bad, <laughs> I should have got in on that. My bad. I fucked it up. No. Pobble said volunteered while Siege at the same time said sucking boobies. So it was like, Talk about I was just trying to say like we were well-rounded individuals. We're doing a, a lot of a lot of everything. Yeah. You know, we care to we care about things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was on a different wavelength when the Dare program came in. I think I remember sitting near you because they came in eighth grade and and I remember having that class with CG. And I think I remember you and whoever else snickering. Like I remember being very like Yeah, your nerd ass was real serious up in the front. <laughs> you were like, you guys shut up back there. <laughs> was like, it's there. It's saving lives. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, Kate Sauce. She's such a narc. 
<laughs> Guys, watch out. She's such a fucking narc. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> no, I remember you were into it, dude. You were into it. You were cheerleader. You were cheerleader and into it. And so you were like cheerleader against drugs. And then became, you know, like, so it was double. I was very terrified. Like, I didn't, like, the way they made it sound, I was like, OMG. And then my parents were also and are also very, like, don't really touch anything, like, themselves. So I was just very, like, guys, this is serious. Like, this can end lives. Pay attention, ZG and John. Like, I, I love how it just, they just showed us pictures of the crackiest people of all time. Like when that when they first got arrested in their mugshot or like or or like movies of them, they just show you the crackiest people that have ever happened. Like they don't say like there's you know, there's a spectrum, you know, you could be a, anywhere on this spectrum. They send show you that side of the spectrum. Yeah. There there was a moment where they had a cop come in and he kind of dropped the ball on that whole objective of like, let's just pretend that you do drugs and it ruins your life. Cause he started telling some candid stories about, listen, as a police officer, I've been to parties. I've been to parties with a bunch of my friends and they're all, they're all passing around the joint. And I say, Hey, I'm a cop. <laughs> you can't do this in front of me. And I'm like, so your friends sound pretty cool. <laughs> Like, so wait, it's, it's not a big deal then? Like, or, like he dropped the whole act of it being a big deal and just revealed like, well, listen, it's cool, but it's illegal, guys. So I'm going to have to leave your cool party. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I forget if we had a cop. I feel like we did. No, I remember a cop coming in. I remember, I just remember being like, oh my gosh, there's a police officer and like being very intimidated and also like, I need to, like, I could get arrested if I don't pay attention here, you know, like. I feel like you should have been a cop, Kate. <laughs> How in you were, I feel like you should have been a cop. You would have been an awesome cop. I'd be the cop who's awesome, but also a puker. Um, I would be a big puker. Like if I if I busted in something that was really scary, like I'd get the job done and afterward I'd be like, <gasps> and I have to go to the emergency room because it was really too much. So even though like I did okay afterwards, I would just unravel from the fear. Or um, if I walked in and, cause I became friends with some uh, police officers and ha I always was curious about like, tell me some of the stories, you know? And one person was like, the worst situation was they got a call to a house and the whole family had been poisoned by what is it like carbon monoxide and didn't know it. he said that was the and they had been this is really gross they've been sitting for like a week so the cop was like there was nothing compared to walking in he's like it smelled it was sad and it smelled he's like it was the worst and, and it stuck in my head obviously they told you this at the D.A.R.E. program? <laughs> no. no. Oh. I, became, I, I think when I was, one of the times I was teaching, there had to be a police officer in one of the cafeterias. And I was on lunch duty while the police officer was in there. So we became, you know, acquaintances. And I would ask some questions, like, tell me some of the craziest things that you've experienced and all that. And that was one of the stories that messed up that person how old were you when you were told this off i'm at work <laughs> i was like in my 20s oh okay because i was going to admonish them for laying that story on a child but you're just a very sensitive adult 
<laughs> you asked them to get real with you, and they got real with you, and you were like, oh. <laughs> like not that real. <laughs> I remember. That's pretty awful. I remember. Um, was he hot though? The cop was he hot? Why were you trying? Why were you drilling him for information like this? I don't. I don't even remember if it was a girl or a guy. It wasn't like a hot. I think they were a decent looking human, but it was more of like, no, but it wasn't like that. It was like, you're standing for an hour on like a duty and it's awkward. And I think it was, I think it was a high school cafeteria for this one. And um, you're just standing. So like the person like six feet away, you, you look and sometimes you're like, how are you? You know, like, Oh, oh. oh you how, are, how are you? Have you ever seen some crazy shit? <laughs> how many dead bodies have you come across? Of yeah. course. No, just standard. I get it. You're just making conversation. I think I was a long-term substitute at that time. Um, I think I was even pregnant with, with Shane at that time. And I just was like, tell me, like, help me pass the time. That's yeah. a crazy story to tell a pregnant lady. What'd you say? That's a crazy story to tell a pregnant lady. Well, now hold on. Was this cop like a liar? Because you got so if he was trying to impress you, if you're kind of if you're kind of hot and you're talking to him, he's trying to impress you, and he doesn't have any good stories. No, uh, that's but that's not a heroic story. So you know, Siege, I'm different than you. I back the blue. All right, <laughs> that's terrible to imply the cops would lie. I love the police, dude. Me too. I love the police. Yeah. They keep my neighborhood <laughs> safe. They're right 100% of the time. No. They, they keep the neighborhood funny. safe even from me. What'd you say, CG? They keep the neighborhood safe even from me. Okay. Um. <laughs> I, I remember one time when we were probably 16, 17 tops, me, you, and, and our other friend went to a pool hall and we didn't have any weed and siege decides to be bold he's like i think i think that guy might be holding so he just asked a random dude at a pool hall and we're like all right dude do it yeah no this is a really good idea so he went and he came back like 10 seconds later and said we got to get the fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go well I think I vaguely remember that. Yeah. And yeah. the second you said we got to get out of here, I was like, yeah, no, that guy looks like a a cop, like an off-duty cop. <laughs> like he's <laughs> like he I'm looks like the hardest dude in here. Well, I don't know why we thought that was a good idea. Mm. Um, okay. So, we're going to move on to a topic I need to discuss because I'm very aware CG don't give no fucks about this. Koppel will see how many fucks you give. But I am very excited that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are, I believe, rekindling their romance. I love it, love it, love it. L-O-V-E, love it, okay? Just needed to get that straight. So I'm excited about it. I think he's already looking hotter. Um, it's like they've only been seeing each other for like less than a month. And ben, I, I missed hot Ben Affleck. I really did. Um, he was such a stud, you know. And now I feel like he's, you know, getting with his real love. And he's like looking hotter. And she's going to get back to like real Jenny from the block. So I'm real into it. 
you guys can add anything. I don't think CG wants to add anything. Koppel, you can. <laughs> Look at CG's I, face. He's so annoying. I mean, listen. Ben is cool. <laughs> JLo is cool. I I don't know that I'd ever be that excited about two people I don't know getting back together. Mm. Um, but it, it's... No. Don't know. How dare you? You might be, be a, a more well-adjusted person than me. I don't even get this happy for friends of mine. Like, I just... <laughs> <laughs> but dude i will say that i didn't love ben affleck during the time when when he was at his like i don't know world's sexiest man kind of hype like around 98 99 2000 right after um you know he he and matt damon broke out and then he started doing some kind of shitty movies and I was like, okay. And now all the girls in the college dorm kind of had the pictures of him up on the wall. Like this guy's kind of cheesy, but you know, I did find myself rooting for him after he fell off and came back and he started writing and directing and proving himself as a good actor. I found myself like, yeah, Ben, you get it. You get it. You deserve this. And then, uh, and then when it fell apart and his life really fell apart and his marriage to Jennifer Garner fell apart and he kind of fell off again and he came back with the movie, the way back. He's great in it. I love that it mirrored his life and he's like this alcoholic and he wasn't a Hollywood alcoholic. He actually made himself look like shit in the movie. He's puffy Ben Affleck. And I'm like, yeah, that's what's up. I love this. Mm. And then he's like, he starts to pull it together, but he's still fucking up. And it really like, it got my emotions going. I, I He should have been nominated for best actor for that. He was great in that. Um, as for whether I'm happy, he would, J-Lo is cool. Dude, she's like, you know, a physically touched by God. The fact that she's still so unbelievably hot. Um, but yeah, I don't know. She, he seems it's a good thing, but I like Ben. Yeah, he, he rose like a phoenix tattoo that's on his back a couple times. The phoenix tattoo is a lot, but you know what? Good for Ben. I think he's talented. Yeah, he might have gone through a, a douchey phase when he got real big. I don't know. I obviously don't know him and Jen. But I do feel like they're a good match. And I just feel like they've got an energy to them that makes me happy. And uh, that's all I'll really say about it. Oh, no, I do want to say this because I think this is hysterical. <laughs> when, first of all, paparazzi people are like the some of the most annoying people. Like someone's like going through grief and like trying to get to their car and someone pops out and they're like, how do you feel about being cheated on? And it's like, who does, you don't do things like that. Like let the per leave the person alone. So like the person, when the paparazzi comes out in front of A-Rod, they're like, what do you think? And he just said, go Yankees, which I think is really funny actually, because like Ben's like a crazy Boston, what is it? The Boston Red Sox. And like they have the, so I just think it's funny that like, he was like, Go Yankees. I was like, all right, well, that's the response. What else can you say other than go Yankees? In this it's event? probably the perfect response. You can say, like, that dude's fucking my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things you could say. He could answer the question. <laughs> that fucking dude with that ass chin is fucking my girlfriend. You know, like, I'd be mad. I'd be mad. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, they, would you would you have gone at it that straight? Would you be like, yo, he's the fucking worst Batman ever? <laughs> he's like, some of all fears is a dumb movie. And no, no, I wouldn't have. No, I wouldn't have gone at at Ben. No, okay. no, you can't. Say, you can't really say anything. You right. can't really say anything because, like, that's why Go Yankees was great. It's like A Rod's team. It, it, it was just a. I was like, you know, that's a witty response. What can you say? No one should be asking anyone questions when they're going through <laughs> horrific things. It's so invasive. And then they went up to Ben, and they're like, Ben, is it true you're seeing J Lo? <laughs> you're just like really slowly dumped his water out in front of the paparazzi. Like, he didn't, like, fling the water. He just, like... Because I guess if you fling water, they can sue you, and it's technically assault. He just, like, dribbled water towards the guy. And I was like, all right. Um, interesting interactions with the paparazzi, but that's all I really wanted to say about it. It's witty for A-Rod. For A-Rod, I was like, all right, that's pretty good. You don't expect, you don't expect a lot from A-Rod in that department. All right. Now, guys, what if you got offered a job on TMZ or something and you now had to be the paparazzi person and you were going to get paid bank? Would you do it? Go ahead, Kate. With you guys. <laughs> I would love to sneak up and surprise people like when they're just like, you know, about to have their morning coffee. I'd just be popping up on motherfuckers, dude, every, everywhere <laughs> on the, over the side. You <laughs> scare the shit out of people. You know, like, I would love to just, yeah, I would love that shit. Like, they they spill their shit. They're just, like, they're about to take a bite. As they spill all their food. Yeah, I think that would be hilarious. I'd be trying to get people like that all the time. I'd be the most hated paparazzi in all of uh, in all of Manhattan. You'd get amazing pictures, though. It's like, you get pictures of people with, like, you know, their sandwich, lettuce, and tomatoes spilled all over them. That'd be fantastic. I might buy that, you know, People magazine. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, I'd be that dude. I'd be, I'd be pretty hated, but I'd be revered by other paparazzi. Like at paparazzi parties where it's just paparazzi people, like I'd get the hottest chicks and stuff and like, they'd know me there, but I'd be hated at actual A-list like parties, like with Hollywood people. I don't think the paparazzi's invited to A-list. But I, no, I'd still be there waiting in the alleys and stuff like that. <clears throat> yeah. That's terrifying. Have you ever seen the movie Nightcrawler? With Jake yeah, Gyllenhaal? Yeah. yeah. Like, John was the creepiest. But I think about that kind of with paparazzi. Like, I know that's not what he was in the movie, but like that level of just tenacity. I don't have it. I'm, I'm too afraid of upsetting people. It's like, mm -hmm. hey, I want them. I would want the celebrities to like me. And that's a good way to never get the pictures. No, that's true. That's true. But you have to choose. Do you want your boss to like you more or do you want the celebrities to like you more? You have to choose. Well, actually, I think that that's a tactic that does work for a lot of them because the celebrities know you're going to get the picture anyway. So if you become pals with them, it's like, hey, I'll text you when I'm doing it. And that way you'll get an exclusive picture. But I think there's a little bit of like you know, the unspoken fact of like, if you don't do this, I'm going to hop over your fence and take pictures of you and your family. And so. your children and your young children. <laughs> it's grimy business. It, oh yeah. Yeah, it is. So for how much money are we talking? I'm saying you get paid a mil a year. Yeah, I, I, I would do it. <laughs> I would do it immediately. I'd start ruling lives right away. I'm like, whose life are we ruining first? Yay! 
you want to eat at a really expensive restaurant tonight? Yeah, dude, I'd be loving life. Yeah, that's fun. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't have the stomach for it unless I was like with other people. Cause that's just, it's such an invasive, like hated profession, unless you do it in a certain way. I do have a friend actually, he's a comedian who I think works for TMZ and like half interviewer, half paparazzi. But he he definitely does it. He's like a good looking together dude. So I think celebrities are more respectful towards him and he's more respectful towards them than most. But he is like very outgoing. So that way I could I don't even think I could do it that way. It's just you have to put yourself. It's like uh, CG always makes this joke where it's like, you, know, you want to see some dope ass comedy? It, it, he'll do this hey, joke. Guys, you want to watch some dope ass comedy? <laughs> like if you're the Uber driver and you, you want to go practice your comedy and then you just jump out the car who wants to hear some dope ass comedy you guys <laughs> good way to practice on strangers yo that comedian exists I know five versions of that guy <laughs> <laughs> it's really comedians are the worst I, there's so many of my friends but it's like yo I'm straight up the funniest dude you're ever gonna meet it's like that's just a weird way to present like it's a weird way to have confidence but i know a lot of comics like that so yeah, yeah if, if this dude is a comedian and paparazzi i'm sure he's delightful he yeah. actually is a good dude i mean i'm thinking like in the paparazzi world i'm thinking i'd be great because i'd like look i do the grimiest like i would hide in a garbage can like oscar the grouch like a, like a garbage can half full of garbage hiding that garbage can and like got such better pictures than you i'm covered in garbage but i'm like yeah who got the pick who got to pick a, a better for his kids you know like something like that whatever but i get hype as shit how about the curtains? You know, like I, I'd be up in the mix, dude. I'd, I'd find out like what the sewer lines were running underneath the house. I just, dude, I'd be on it. Siege, what kind of celebrities are hanging out near dumpsters and sewer lines? <laughs> like you'd be like, I'm just saying, celebrities have trash cans behind their house, and that's not ones that you can fit in. You're gigantic. Listen, man, I can squeeze, man. I'm very flexible. Okay, <laughs> 250 pounds of very flexible material. Six foot five, something. I don't know. So I'm picturing you jumping out of the garbage can when they're about to trash something, and then the garbage spills all over themselves. And then you having the picture of the year. And it's like That's Tom okay. Hanks, he's just like us. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just spilled his rancid milk all over himself because he scared the shit out of him. I mean, like, I'm not, I don't have no heart. I ain't doing it to Tom Hanks. Well, like, gotcha. I'm, I'm doing it to worse people than him. Like, he's too good. He's too good of a person. Yeah. I, yeah, I would do it to J-Lo. I'd do it to J-Lo and Ben Affleck. J-Lo? They would kick your ass. J-Lo seems like a real ninja. Like, she seems physically, like, I'm not saying she could take you two, because you guys, I think, she's, yeah. I, I she probably I'd have Koppel kick the shit out of her. I'd be like, listen, <laughs> I got Ben. Yo, fuck up J-Lo, dude, because I, I I feel like J-Lo is a person who's, who's used pepper spray like a lot of times. I feel like she sprays down people all the time with pepper spray. I don't know why I get that feeling. I think she's more likely to be carrying pepper spray than she is to ever throw out her own trash. Like <laughs> she picks up her trash and takes it out. It's like, I got it. Anything else need to go out this week? Are we covered here? Listen, you're not understanding my hide in the garbage can. I, if I'm in the garbage can... 
then I can wait till till nighttime, and then sneak up to the house. The garbage can is in proximity of the house. And so me me being willing to get up in there and do my job, that gets me the best picks. It's not because they're necessarily coming to the garbage can and I'm just popping out on them and getting a close-up. This isn't happening. Like, this isn't our life's purpose. No one, you're not becoming paparazzi. <laughs> Well, Kate, I don't know why you brought it up in the first place. We're just trying to work with you. Seriously, Kate. It's fine. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I'm feeling pretty attacked right now. I'm not going to be honest. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. So, okay, Siege. No nitrous balloons. No hiding in garbage cans. <laughs> I guess I guess we're all about making new rules today. Mm. I did say if somehow the three of us could be respectful paparazzi together, you know what I mean? Oh, you said respectful. You yeah. didn't say respectful before. You said if we do it together. Yeah, I didn't realize I had to say respectful. I thought that was implied in our character. <laughs> I think of it this way. Would Siege's scenario, if that was a TV show, I might watch it. It sounds like it could get dark and fun. Kate's, uh, that's not, no. Well, I don't want to be, I don't want to work, you know, paparazzi is not a job for me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not all about like, let me, you know, like move out of the way, like with the other photographer, like I could get in that mode and that's not a good mode for me to get into that kind of mode, that kind of Kate bites people. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you, if I had a camera and I had to get the shot because that's how you pay your bills, you know what I mean? Like, and there's 50 or 30 other paparazzi and you have to like, like that, Kate, survival of the fittest Kate is going to start checking motherfuckers to get the picture. But I don't want to be that Kate. I want to be Zen Kate. You know what I mean? Like creating my own stuff. I, I think some of these I know y'all are joking, but some of these paparazzi for real are like that. Well, you know better than I, we we've never been tailed by paparazzi before. <laughs> I haven't. It does seem, you'd be you'd make a really good celebrity. Like you'd be one of the, you'd be like Dave Chappelle. You you'd be cool the with the paparazzi. You I already hate the paparazzi. It's I almost think. like, yeah. Well, it, cause I, I, uh, if you catch me on a good day, you know what I mean? I would give them like a real show. Like if I was pumping gas and in the right outfit and I, they came out and I, ah, you know, but if you caught me at the wrong time, it would be really good too, because I can say some shit. You know what I mean? Like if the wrong paparazzi comes out, I feel like, you know, so no matter what I'd be entertaining. Um, I would just try myself to be as respectful as I can be. This feels like a very 90s conversation. I've never thought about the paparazzi like this since, like, Princess Diana died. Like, is there, are, they, the are they still doing their thing? They're still, like, crazy around for, for real big celebrities. Obviously, I, I don't know what that's like. I feel like sometimes I have caught people recording me or unless they're doing something else. Like, mm. I have... Yeah, no, I have caught some people for whatever reason recording me and I just give them a look like, what the fuck? Like, because I'm a very, um, not paranoid, but creative person. So Yeah, they're like close to the same. <laughs> <laughs> so I it's not that I'm paranoid, it's that I'm like really talented. So yeah. everyone wants to be around me, if you can follow that. Like, I'm really, what's the word for it? Uh, attractive. <laughs> what I mean is, if I see someone that it looks like they're recording me, they could be doing something totally different, not recording me. But my brain goes, 
oh, they're recording me. And then it can go into all sorts of why would someone be recording me? And then that's when my imagination can start being like, oh, um, 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 it's like the Truman Show, you know, like sometimes I'll fall into that where I'm like, everyone's a paid actor. Not CJ, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I get paid. I get paid. I'm like, He's I'm the highest like, paid actor. I'm like his wife. Yeah, I'm like his wife. If you're if you're Jim Carrey, I'm I'm your wife in that movie, basically. <laughs> I'm like, come on, sweetums, come lay down. Don't don't know. There's water. There's water over there. I feel like I feel like <laughs> you would have been a really good uh, fake husband. Like, you know what I mean? In, in that sense, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, because you're totally for sale and like, <laughs> <Yeah>. sincere. <laughs> like I'd rub your bottom till you fell asleep if you're upset. Stuff like that. Like, yeah, I could do I could be that. I could if be. And then I go back to be paparazzi. Then. I'd call the people when you were sleeping. I'd be like, yo, this bitch is wilding out, dude. Oh, she's trying to go. She's trying to go across the river again. Yeah. Because, like, that's what Jim Carrey wasn't allowed to do. Yeah. You yeah, went across the river. I mean, that's... You're not an actor, CG. I, I think, <laughs> I think, like, getting to know you and your life, I really fully believe where you are and, and some of the struggles you go By the way, your commitment going... to this role, I have to tip my cap, Siege. Most people wouldn't do it. You deserve everything that you're making. <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> you're really good. Okay. There was the girl, though. The girl he met in the library. <clears throat> mm -hmm. She knew about the show, but she was still trying to fuck it up, though. Because when she saw him and she realized that he's a sincere, real person, it came to her like, this is really fucked up. Yeah. Mm. So that's why she brought, I love that movie. I love that movie too. But yeah. it gets in your head. Like there definitely have been times. I mean, I talked about this on the podcast. I shouldn't bring it up more because people like to use my honesty against me sometimes. But one time I got, I took an edible. This was years ago. I took an edible, got way too high. And my mom came. I, I was in my head at that moment. Like she's, she's not my mom. She's a paid actress. <laughs> I didn't know I was thinking that at the time because I knew she'd be like, oh, my God, we've got to take you to the emergency room. You think I'm an actress, you know, but like I have had moments because that that movie, it seeps in. You're like that. would That would suck where almost everyone um, is is a fraud and doesn't actually care about you. I feel like we all have that fear deep down. What not if we're like in a huge production, but. Who are the people that are really there for me, really rooting for me and my soul, and who's just there for other external reasons? So mm. I think that's why it touches us. All right, let's move on to a topic that I know John definitely didn't want to talk about and probably the same with- At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. CJ. Sweet. Um, although CG was like, wait, you're not supposed to talk about this? Um, which I think, okay. So I just wanted to quickly say, 
Israel and Palestine are at war currently. I feel like they've been at war since 1948, kind of, or in conflict. But right now it's like an active bombing situation. I don't want to talk much about it. I just want to say, because I'm on TikTok and I flip through the things and there are tons of uh, video of Israel's Iron Dome, which... John, you were kind of explaining it to me. It's the same technology NASA uses to shoot things like asteroids and comets, right? Like away from Earth's stratosphere or something? Yeah, it's a sophisticated aerospace, like laser technology. And the more I talk, the dumber I'm going to sound. But they're shooting down missiles from outer space. It's insane. Oh, so there's not any actual dome they like, don't live under a dome in Israel, no. I mean, I thought it was like a Harry Potter dome. Like, you can't see it until something hits it. And then you see, like, you know, electricity come up over the dome. I thought maybe it was like that. And I was like, oh, shit. But you're, you're saying it's not that. It's satellites shooting the missiles down? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't speak to the Harry Potter thing as an adult, uh, I haven't seen this tale of child wizardry, um, but it, that's not what it is. I feel like your life, your life is not where it, where it should be if you haven't seen it yet, Koppel. I feel like you're missing a lot of warmth and a lot of happiness. And your your child's room that you're in is beautiful. There's magic there, and they think love I'm happy. not given to whimsy. This is where this is where I do my serious business. And you're like, you're not having enough fun in your life. I'm a ridiculous person. I'm a 40-year-old man wearing a Red Hot Chili Peppers t-shirt surrounded by pink balloons and unicorns. You're not going to out-crazy be son. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm, I'm barking up the wrong crazy tree. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kate, stop. Be cool. I feel like I'm watching <laughs> Palestine in a different way right now. <laughs> oh, am I Israel? And everyone's going to hate me? I'm saying you just need to stay relevant in our culture as a, as a human being. You have to know what happened in all eight Harry Potters. If you're in a social circle and you can't talk about it, they're like, "What? Is, where is this dude from? Do you know this dude? They're like, hold on, who brought this dude? And well, so that's what I worry about because you're my bro, man. And well, like, I appreciate that. You're my bro. And when you when you hear Iron Dome, that's what you think. And I go to a whole different reference. I start thinking about Rocky Four and the robot that Pauly was dating. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the robot's giving Pauly some Iron Dome. <laughs> Hell yeah. But oh, that, Iron Dome. Yeah. I like it. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Kate. I'm sorry, audience. I, I didn't see that twist coming, and I thought it was clever because you're talking about some solid head, correct? We we changed from it. a robot. From a robot, right? Some yeah. real Iron Dome. Yeah, no, that was clever. Robot and was oral sex, guys. Yeah. Keep up with me. I'm a comedian. I'm like the funniest pro out there. Like What's how up? Slated the punch. I was like, no, that's really funny. It's like robot. <laughs> Yeah, John, you should definitely use that. That's that good. That is funny. Ha, ha, ha. Didn't see that twist. No, it oh, was. Geez. It was fucking funny. Look, That's fine. We can edit it out. It's fine. <laughs> fine. I like it. It's fine. It's good. Um, and I just want to say, because I'm not, not going to get any further into Israel-Palestine other than really valley-girling it in a sense and being like, just stop. 
Like, just stop already. <laughs> stop fighting. No, I don't know. I know it's not that simple, but like, can some like, can anyone figure this out? So like, Palestinian kids aren't dying, Israeli kids aren't dying, like, figure it the fuck out. Like, I know that sounds ignorant and dumb. Stop it. Good work, no, Kate. That was great. Problem that was solved. Great. <laughs> I love well, <laughs> looks like our work is done. <laughs> hey, God, we, can't, we got chill for a second listening to some dope-ass comedy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, they're like fighting over the quote-unquote holy land. You know what's not holy and sacred? Unnecessary bloodshed. Okay. So we need to... That's like the opposite of sacred. Good job. Exactly. So we need to figure this out. And uh, I'm willing to I'm willing to help somehow. So um, that's all I really wanted to say. I did Are you think... really willing to do like any anything? What do you what mean? What exactly are you willing to do? You said if, you're willing to help. If the UN feels like they need Kate Wolf to come in and sit with the Israeli peeps and the Palestinian peeps. I need to hear both sides. What? Because I was, I, I swear to God, I was Wikipediaing. I was researching last night. Like, how did this start? It's so fucking confusing. They're just fighting over land and freedom. And okay, so like, let's figure this out. Get, get Kate Wolf, and I'll help because I love lots of people, and I want to hear what's really going on. And I'll make the decision. I like that you're going to walk in and like, listen, Mr. Arafat, I was at looking at Wikipedia all night last night. I think I'm up to speed, okay? <laughs> and my thoughts are, just calm down. No, this, just chill. <laughs> hey, you want to hear some dope ass jokes? <laughs> Arafat. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Kate Wolf in the house. <laughs> I think everyone... I think everyone needs to take it from like a 10 to a three. I normally say 10 to two, but we're going to do 10 to three here because things are a little heightened. Maybe even 10 to a four. I would settle for a five at the moment. Like, let's take it down. Let's hear some dope ass comedy. You know, some good laughs. Yeah. Um, let's do yeah. this. An appeal to everybody's good nature. Exactly. Like, remind them of what's going on. Just be like, guys, missiles. Really? Yeah. Missiles. You're like, so we're land. fighting here over land and freedom. No, I understand <laughs> that. I'm saying like, like, it's so like, let's figure this the fuck out. And I'm a very, I'm a non-dual healer. Like I will hear and feel both sides. The problem is, is that there's so much murder, like history now, like now they have to avenge this person and they need to avenge this. And well, you just killed 20, so we need to avenge it. And you did, like, we just need to be like, yo, lots of people fucking died. It's fucking awful, horrific. But let's just, everyone put the guns down, put the lasers down. It, we just need to figure this shit out. Like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. So it's like, okay. UN, someone without taking sides, someone really go in and like fix it. Yeah, you and it's should be us three. Yeah, we need we need to hook up somebody that can get us a nitrous tank. We need to go in there. We need to like start playing good tunes, and then we got the tanks going. 
Honestly, I would say ten. it won't be that easy, but it should be that easy. No, I'm not saying it should be because, like, look, there's been tons of deaths. I'm not, I'm not making what's the word the phrase. I'm not making small or little. You're not making light of it. Light of it. Belittling. Okay. That's perfect because we're ill-equipped for every aspect of this conversation, <laughs> and you can't even complete the phrase. I'm not making light of it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like fucking stop because there are people still taking sides like obviously here in america where it's like well you know like and i was raised jewish you know so there are a lot of jewish people who feel like because they're jewish they need a side with israel or someone who because they're of middle eastern descent or of that you know religion that they have to it's like let's go beyond picking sides and just stop the violence and and the awful shit that's going on so once again i know this sounds trite or it's coming from the wrong person but i i don't think it is i think i think the un if anyone's listening from the any of our un listeners like call call a hoe up you know what i mean any one of our un listeners feel free to call in uh we respect you we respect you and we really want to help we really want to help you me and i want to practice some dope ass comedy up in the un UN. mainly mainly (laughs) Mm-hmm. We got the UN dope ass comedy show that we. You would guys like. hear that Iron Dome bit? More where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, bro. <laughs> I will. I will say that, uh, like everybody seems to be chiming in on this Middle East thing, and nobody knows what the hell they're talking about, including me. But like, it's just. People are very comfortable talking about things when it's like this is the most complex of any geopolitical issue that I can think of. Um, but I, I, it does seem as if everybody's heart is in the right spot, which is like this is heartbreaking. Like it really sucks, man. And uh, listen, we just want to solve it. That's all. So just give us our chance, UN. UN, look, we're just three people who really are into solving this whole mess. And so, like, if you could, like, seriously just reach out, if you could reach out to us, that would really be great. KWS27 at gmail.com, and I'll forward it to... C.T. Erickson on TikTok. <laughs> There's millions of lives in the balance, UN, so just take our dope-ass jokes, and maybe we could save lives. I just don't understand... I'm starting to get upset. I'm sorry, but like, if the UN wanted to do their job, I'm not clear on what their job is. <laughs> but step up, UN. We got these <laughs> ill jokes, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> There's more coming. <sighs> Guys, I, I don't think we've talked about this any better than we. <laughs> I'm so right. glad we talk about this serious news stuff. World peace. I love it. We just did it. We're on our way. But now yeah. that the three of us are like working Let's give us a chance. with the UN, yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna fix this. So I mean, I guess I'm a comedian slash writer slash ambassador. It's fine. Like whatever. We we just want to make things better. That's yeah. that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think- got fucking balloons. <laughs> yeah, we want to help fix things. We want the world to have more happiness, peace. So, like, give us, give us, shoot me an email, 
you know, I'll get it right to, to Siege and Copster and we're ready. We'll give, we'll create a UN dope ass comedy show and we'll do whatever else. Like, you know, they're going to need our, our opinions. I just found out. We're not taking it lightly either. Like we all have Wikipedia. We'll, we'll check. We'll glance at it. I will Google for like a couple days at least before going into the UN meeting. Like I will be somewhat prepared and um, I'm going to give it my all. So. Yeah. Kate told me that she wanted to talk about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. I straight up had his filmography ready on my phone just in case, because that's the type of person I am. That's how I'm wired. I'm mm. going to be ready, UN. Yes. Did you ever hear yes. Pete's podcast, UN? Okay. It takes a lot of research to run Pete's podcast. Man, right? Just to be a guest on it. Just <laughs> to be a guest on it, you got to do mad research. You got It takes a lot of your life. Takes a big part of your life just to be a guest on that shit. It's fucking miserable. <laughs> it will ruin your life. You know, you have a comedian reach out, say, want to be on my podcast? You're like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Next thing you know, you're watching these movies. You're researching all the actors. You're like, why did I say yes to this? Mm. No, that wasn't the point of bringing up peaks. It's saying Koppel is really good at researching, mm. okay? Siege is really good at bringing in some dope ass comedy and his SAT scores. It was like an almost, per he got almost perfect SAT scores. Like he can help figure this out. Okay. Siege, yeah. what was it again? 15, 1560. 1560. Wow. Okay. So Siege, uh -huh. Siege can bring some of those brains as well. I've got these, these Tiggle bitties. Okay. And I also, some Tiggle bitties up in there in the UN. I'm going to yeah, bring up I'm going to bring these tiggle bitties and this really huge heart and my non-dual nature, and we've got this. So you just let us know, UN, to all of our UN listeners. Do you think those huge titties are to protect your huge heart? Do you think that has anything to do with what they're, what they're for? I feel like science doesn't know like, exactly what they're for, like all the things that they're for. That's why you got a 1560, CJ, for, wow. for thoughts like that. <laughs> Well, it yeah, it really helped with the math. Really helped with the <laughs> <laughs> vocab. <laughs> just to be just like a thinker, yeah, outside the box thinker. Yeah, definitely. Now, Siege was saying when we kind of quickly talked about the Iron Dome before we started recording that when we when we start making some regular love, you want me to have the Iron Dome of birth control. Yeah, yeah, I thought just to shoot down the sperms, just to, you know, as, as the sperms cross a certain perimeter, they just get shot out of the sky. And since I feel like I only have, like, three sperms per batch, Ew. Like you could get, like, the, you, we could start with, like, the early version, like, the one, the less expensive version. Contraception is so confusing, I wouldn't be surprised if I found out that there was, like, an Iron Dome. There's so mm. many different weird things that women use. Like, do you use lasers, too? Like, what's happening? What What else do you got? That's Isn't true. that – what are the different – I shouldn't ask. Because there's little devices in there. They put yeah. little devices in them now. I don't know what those devices are. I don't you know how they do. work. You have IUDs, right? You have regular birth control pills. Um, you've got condoms, which are for the men, or as you would say, siege, Jimmy caps, Jimmy caps, Jimmy hats, Jimmy hats, whatever. Um, oh, no, Jimmy caps, Jimmy caps is the sponge got discontinued. Cause I guess it wasn't sanitary or something. 
And then they definitely, a diaphragm, they have diaphragms for women. They're like reusable plastic things that are, they're made to fit your particular cervix. So you need to go to a place and get fitted? Yeah, you got to go to your OBGYN and they got to, they got to, yeah, they got to make sure you have the right size for your. For oh, your- it's like a retainer. Like you have to go get one made. Oh, I thought you just buy them at the store, like condoms. Well, you know what? If you have a standard vagina, some women are lucky. They can just buy them right off the rack. Right. They're like, listen, I've got the, I've got an average size vagina. It's, it's, you know, it's very convenient. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm an eight slim. They're like, oh, we have one right in your size. Oh, you know, an lady. eight slim. That's what we carry. Yeah. But yeah. like, if you're like a 12 wide, then like yeah. you got to get them on Amazon. Um, it's so interesting because I didn't, I don't even know, like I had a diaphragm years and years ago, but I have no idea. Like I didn't ask the doctor. I wasn't like, is it a medium? Is it? Cause I think they're measuring inside. It's not like the vagina hole they're measuring. It's like, once you enter, it's like that space. It's like the cervix right before it entered. Honestly, I don't really know all the words <laughs> inside of a woman's. No, it was good. It was good. Game. There's a lot going on. Nobody could ask you to know everything. But you know, it's like no. The cervix I think goes into the womb. I don't No, that was a good lesson. That was a good lesson. You're teaching a lot of America today. Uh I think the that. UN should also have me teach global sexual education classes with you guys and maybe we should redo the dare program maybe the three of us could also say to the un we will will create a a really good smart logical dare program where do drugs in moderation (laughs) that's what's up yep Mm -hmm. i dare you to just (laughs) to just do a little bit all right just one line yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of my big takeaways from Keith Richards uh, autobiography, which is fantastic, you know, because that whole cliche of like, how is Keith Richards still alive? Well, I feel like I understand why, because he talked about how he understood at certain points, like, I'm not going to be able to get more high. And he's like, it's amazing the number of people I partied with that didn't understand that. And they would just keep pushing it. And he would just be like, oh, I'm just going to do these drugs like a responsible person so maybe he should be doing the dare program too is what i'm saying yeah i mean if he would like to be a part of our un new enhanced evolved dare program sure we're teaching the un the dare program we're telling the un that we also want to do a worldwide like put their middle school children through through the our dare program no we're (laughs) We're just letting them know that we're here to solve a lot of global issues. You know? That's it. We walk around, we see problems, and we just want to fix it. That's all it is. Yeah. We're like three three great dudes just trying to help. That's the name of our group. We're three great dudes. <laughs> <laughs> One of us is a lady with a big heart. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we just want to solve problems, drugs <laughs> and, uh, and the Middle East, namely, those are the big ones we want. Yes. And, and some birth control stuff. You know, I really think, um, I want to take, 
I want feminism to grow in certain other countries where they don't really appreciate it. I think the three of us could really help with that too. I actually have some strong thoughts here that if I spoke them, it's funny to say I'd be canceled because it's like, <laughs> yeah. listen, come after us, UN, but this is how we feel. Go ahead, Kate. Say it. See if the UN has the guts to do anything about it. I'm scared to say my thoughts. It sucks that we live in a world where good-hearted, three good-hearted dudes can't speak freely their truest thoughts. What is that about, UN? Yeah, UN. What are you doing to us? US of A. And we still feel not free to speak our good-hearted thoughts. So that's some bullshit. Anyway. Uh, you know what? I feel like actually our our balls are kind of tied more than anybody else's in America now. You can't say anything about anybody else. In other countries, you'd be like, you know, women are inferior. Or, you know, you could just be pretty straight up. Like, you could be pretty fucking straight up in those countries. Here you can't say shit, like, about anything you think. Which I don't think anything like that. But I'm just saying you are not allowed to say shit about anyone you don't like anywhere in America. In other countries, like, yeah, you could be pretty straight up. I think today we really made a difference, you guys. Yeah. And we will not stop. We are like superhero Avengers. And we're going we're gonna to bring our, our dope-ass comedy vibes to every situation. <laughs> can you say it with the lisp, Kate? Because you're just saying it just regularly. Yeah, you can really come see some dope-ass comedy. <laughs> no. Oh, All right, go back to the way you were doing it before. You're a jerk. You have to take a risk. And then I flopped, you ass. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm a jerk, I'm a jerk. That was great. Um, This isn't right. I got dope-ass comedy too, fellas. (laughs) My my comedy's the craziest. He didn't full-on retarded, dude. He didn't full-on. Oh, damn it. He full-on wheelchair. Damn, it felt good too. That's the worst part. It was good. It was great, actually. It was just, you weren't full-on. That was was good, man. I loved it. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Um... So, okay, so we're going to wrap this up and we're going to go to Koppel first. And before he fully promotes, I need to promote our episode of Pete's podcast. It's coming out soon. Siege and I did Patrick Swayze Roadhouse versus Dirty Dancing. So look out for that one and then I'll let Koppel take over promoting. They were so goddamn funny on that podcast. Yeah, it's Pete's podcast. That's the name of it. You just look it up, Peaks. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. And we just talk about, like, the coolest, most influential people in pop culture history. And they talked about Patrick Swayze. We had Siege defending Roadhouse and Kate saying that the peak of Swayze was Dirty Dancing. And I'm the moderator. I gave them topics, and they went at it. And and it was a lot of fun. And things got emotional. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but check crying. it out. CG was crying like a little bitch a lot <laughs> through that one. Yeah, he was very I'm upset. Kidding. I had a meltdown because <laughs> I, I had to rewatch Dirty Dancing and stuff, and like I hadn't really processed yet that we lost Patrick Swayze, <laughs> like what 12, 13 years ago, and then yeah, so like it brought up a lot of stuff. But 
fun. Yeah. Check out, check out, especially check out our episode. I didn't have a meltdown on the podcast. I had a meltdown earlier. Yeah, she had a meltdown earlier. She called me crying and I was like, you'll be okay. You're doing the podcast, by the way. You'll be okay. <laughs> I was like, you're going to you're gonna muscle through it. We're all upset about Patrick Swayze dying 13 years ago. We're going <laughs> to make the most of it. We're going to make the best of it. Um, yeah. We're <laughs> uh, so find me on Instagram, peaks underscore podcast. And um, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Be good to each other. We love you. Yeah. And Siege, where can, where can peeps find you? CG Erickson on TikTok, YouTube, <laughs> FaceTime, Instagram. FaceTime? <laughs> um, Facebook. <laughs> Fuck you, couple. <laughs> We're at this I, point. I call TikTok Twitter sometimes. I'm I'm not made for this business. It's great because we're not grown up enough to understand what the UN does, and we're not young enough to know what TikTok is. We're just the dumbest age. We're so useless. I love disrespecting the most serious, respectable people in the world who like try to run the world from like where I'm sitting over here. I can't remember my TikTok handle. Yeah. <laughs> well, look. You know it's serious. Stop censoring us, all right? We have important shit to say. <laughs> um, you guys <laughs> you guys can find me. At the Kate Wolf on Instagram, uh, Kate Fanchon Wolf on TikTok. CG and I have an exclusive Patreon channel, patreon.com slash invasion of privacy. Right now, there's one episode, uh, regular episode, and then two videos. And I'll be putting more up next month, but maybe even adding some extra stuff this month. So um, we'll see. I do plan on making that channel uh, real poppin'. Um, I think it already is, but you know what I mean. Okay, so is there anything else I want to say? I don't think so. Thank you all for listening. And uh, wait, look out for our dope-ass comedy show that maybe, we'll all, maybe we can actually have one around here someday. So we'll keep you updated. And UN, hit us up. KWolf2x27 at gmail.com. Oh, we're back with them now? Yeah, UN, hit us up. We're cool. Keep your Facebook.com, UN. <laughs> Bye. Bye.